episode of my new podcast, Did You Dye Your Hair? Now, to be honest, in this episode, it's probably not going to be very long. I just had a very long work day. It is currently 10pm. I only recently got home, had dinner, and now I'm in bed. And I almost completely forgot to make this podcast, actually, but then I realised I need to finish this off. And I only have a little bit of time to do it because... I then have shift at 7am tomorrow, so I get a nice short break before I have to go back to work. So, I'm not really sure how long this podcast episode is going to go for, but we'll just see how this goes. The topic of today's episode is going to be drumroll books. I know, it doesn't, it doesn't really sound that exciting when you say it like that, but you know, books... They've shaped who we are, even if, as an adult, we can barely understand English anymore. They really set us up for later in life. Imagination, learning to read, like, discovering new theories, and just getting a completely different idea of the world that we live in. I mean... I'm sure I'm not the only one who can agree that school has ruined a large portion of reading pleasurably. And I know this because there are so many books that I have read for school that in another instance I probably would have loved the book, I probably would want to read it again, but all I can think about now when I think of school and reading is taking notes, going into the deep, deep understanding of the book. Why was the curtain blue and what symbolised, what was symbolised when this person held this when really it could simply just be that the author needed another image within the story. It could basically mean nothing, but of course English and literature classes always want to go into the deeper meaning of things, and I know this. I did both English and literature in year 12, so it's all about the deeper meaning of everything. But yeah. So, I can definitely say there's quite a few books that I absolutely loved, and in due time I will read them again. But it will be a little bit before I first get to associate them with school but yeah so yeah I'm also not sure if this is just me but I feel like in school specifically in primary school I ended up reading quite a few books I could get through a book in a few hours one series I recall reading very very quickly was The Hunger Games remember what happened was I heard that this movie was going to come out, sorry, The Hunger Games in 2012, and I thought, you know what, I want to read this before it comes out just to see if it's any different, and I read that book in like a few hours, and then once I found out that there was a whole trilogy, I ended up reading that in a couple of days, so yeah, there are so many books that I have read that are, yeah, 
I've, I've read so many books that have like changed my whole perspective on things. One book series I have not read though is Twilight. I managed to read one chapter of it and it made my mind bleed. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's definitely a difference between a lot of like books and the movies and all that. Like I can say for example for Divergent, I think the books are better. I honestly think the books are better than the movies. The movies were just so badly done. It just could not do justice to what the books did. And yeah, on the note of Divergent, I'm going to go into how people spoil books. I feel like that is just the worst thing. See, the thing is, I feel like the difference between spoiling a movie and a book is so significant. Because with a movie, you sit there for, what, an hour and a half to maybe two hours at most. And someone may let something slip. And you know it's unfortunate, but it's still heartbreaking when you've waited to watch a movie for so long and then someone just ruins it. But the difference is, when you're reading a book, it can take anywhere from a few hours to maybe weeks to actually finish the book, depending on how quick of a reader you are, how many other things you've got going on in your life and that. And yeah, I just have this vivid, vivid memory. A few, not a few years ago, probably, I'm thinking about five years ago, when I first started reading Divergent and I managed to read all the way through to the second book. And I was very, very close to the end of the third book. And I recall... A friend, I'm not going to say this one, but just in case, like, I don't know how people wouldn't know about the ending of Divergent at this point, but just in case I'm not going to say it, he said, blah, 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 I can't believe this person, blah, 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 and I was devastated, to say the least, because I was right near the end of the book, and they just announced that, and... I could not read the rest of it. Well, actually I could. It just took me a little bit to read it again, but I was so heartbroken. It took me so long to get to the third book, and oh, it's horrible. Also, something about reading a book and going on the journey with the characters at your own pace, and then finding out something really bad happens to one of the characters, or just a massive plot twist happens, I feel like that's just so much more heartbreaking. Like, I don't know what it is. I feel like with books, you can absorb what happens more when with movies it's still going and then you have to pause it, where with books you can just stop reading and you can just mentally take in everything that's happened. Oh, books are just so heartbreaking, I feel like. Now, I forgot to mention this earlier, but one of the main reasons I wanted to talk about books was because I recently started really getting into reading again. And that sounds kind of sad, because you should always be reading something, not just flimsy news articles and Women's Weekly and all that stuff. You should be reading proper books that stimulate your mind, and unfortunately I haven't really been doing that. Because my attention span is so short now, I can barely get through anything if I don't like it. I, I just won't continue reading it. I think that goes for anything. Like, it goes for movies, it goes for 
shows anything like that. My attention span is so short, so it doesn't click with me instantly. I just won't read it. So, recently, because of COVID and lockdown and not really being able to do much else apart from being online and going for a walk and really that's about it. I didn't want to be spending all my free time just on my phone or on my computer and I thought it'd be good, you know, to relax, take a hot bath, read a nice little book. So I've recently started getting into reading again and I think that's really good. Everyone... Honestly, I want anyone who's listening, if you're not reading a book at the moment, start reading another book. It really, really helps. I haven't quite finished the book yet, but I had started reading Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay. I know this book came out quite a few years ago, but I read up about it and it seemed really good and I... I think I'm nearly halfway through the book at the moment. And it's really, really good. I really appreciate her style of writing. I honestly thought it was going to be a little different because I haven't really seen many writers write like she does. And I mean that, like, I mean that as a compliment. She's a really, really good writer and she's, her writing is very enticing and it pulls you in. So, yeah. I really wanted to talk about this topic today just because as a child you're always reading you're always stimulating your mind you're always learning new things because as a child that's the point in time where your brain is developing the most you're taking in all this new information and you're being stimulated emotionally physically and mentally constantly and unfortunately I feel like a lot of this stops once you start getting into your late teens, early adulthood, as in my case, where you just kind of feel emotionally drained or you're not stimulated as much just because maybe you finished high school or you're getting towards the end of high school and you're not really enjoying yourself as much mentally as you used to because you're either concentrating on school or getting into uni or working a full-time, part-time, casual job constantly, so that's all you have to focus on, and then that leaves you no time to do anything else in your life. So, as a child, you're always playing, you're always reading, you're always doing this and that, and I feel like it's so easy as a child to just pick up a book or go play, and you, you just feel so stimulated afterwards, and I feel like we... We just all need to read a book. We all need to pick up and read a book and just get out of this reality we're in for a little bit and just focus on something else. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you want to read a non-fiction book. I think what I'm reading, I think mine's an autobiography, kind of. It's I would say it's kind of an autobiography. But I like it. It's a really really good book and yeah I feel like if you're in conclusion what I want to say about reading and books and that is it's something you enjoyed so much as a child and I feel like it's almost something you throw away when you're a bit older 
Like, I can recall times when I'd be reading so many different books at the same time, and at the moment I'm currently only reading one. And there have been times, <laughs> a very long time actually, where I'm not even reading any books, which is kind of sad to say, considering I have a massive bookshelf in my room of all the different books I read as a kid. I would have to say my favourites in terms of books when I was younger was definitely like older, more classic books. Like I read the original Alice in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll. I think that's who I'm thinking of at the moment. If I'm wrong, please, I apologise. I'm very, very tired. And other books I definitely read when I was younger would have to be Roald Dahl and Enid Blyton. Absolutely obsessed with Enid Blyton. I don't know what it was, but I feel like I've read so, so many of her books. And I love every single one of them. I have lit I basically just have one massive section of my bookshelf dedicated to Enid Blyton books. I love them all. I actually think it may have been my grandparents that introduced me to her books because they have... I think they had some of some original ones or original copies come from like the 1940s and the 1950s, so I have them in my room. I'm trying to think of, yeah, Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl is definitely some other good books that definitely shaped me as a kid. The book The Witches did not shape me in a good way. That just absolutely traumatized me. The book and the movie are both absolutely terrifying pieces of work, so. I recommend, even if you're reading it or watching the movie as an adult, just have someone to comfort you because that stuff is terrifying. He knew what he was doing when he wrote them. <laughs> so yeah, but in a good way. I really appreciate all the childhood books that I was reading and how it made me want to investigate the world further and question things and... It definitely opened my mind to interpreting lots of different pieces of information and not just giving in to the information you've been given to actually research and look into these things because you never know what's out there and I feel like reading, it just opens your mind to more of these things and it will continue to do it even as you're an adult and you continue to learn, you never stop learning. I feel like that's such a teacher thing to say, but you never, never stop learning. I'm learning new things every day, even now. And it's so interesting to think that, you know, you're not just learning these things in school or in a classroom or your parents are telling you this and that. It's just through your own research you find out these things, and I think that's the best way to learn. It's finding out yourself and not just listening to what someone else has to say you need to look into this world of information and figure out your own concoction of information put that together and you'll have an opinion research plus information equals forming opinions <laughs> anyway i am so so tired and i will probably fall asleep after i finish publishing this episode but to everyone who is here and listening to this episode, thank you so, so much. I know I probably sound so incoherent right now and I don't even know if 
the premise of this episode is going as well as I thought it would in my head, or it's probably just my sleepless delusional state of mind, but yeah, I'll see how this goes the next time I listen to this. So yeah, thank you to everyone who was listening as I just said, and I hope this makes you think of a good book that you read as a kid, one of your favourites, it definitely think of it definitely made me think of all the books I love and I loved and still love to this day. Oh my god, it makes me sound like I'm in like my fifties or sixties or something. Anyway, I'm probably gonna head off to sleep after this. In fact, yep. Definitely by the time this is up I'm just going to have fallen asleep straight away. So Thank you very much for listening and please tune in to my new episodes that come out every Tuesday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. And I think it's pretty much a given now that I put out these episodes late at night because I have things to do during the day and then I leave things to the last minute because I procrastinate and now I'm just procrastinating now finishing this episode. So yay! Thank you everyone and I will see you in my next episode. Bye!